Value Town is a production of ChamMV TV. Find out all show information and details at ChamMV.tv. Value Town is directly supported by listeners like yourself via patreon.com slash value town. This is our town. Welcome. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 204 of Value Town. I'm Jamie V, and I've got a special couple of guests today to talk about these amazing topics we have today. We've got Garrett Weinzerl from The Angry Chicken. What's up, Garrett? Hey, Chris. Good to be on the show with you again. Yep. Yeah, we've been talking about like crossovers for a while now, so I guess this is kind of the, the Value Town Tech crossover. Not how I pictured it. Yeah, not how I pictured it either, but you know, given the, the topics for this week, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't think of anybody better to, to have on the show to, to discuss all the Blizzard stuff recently. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, uh, have fun. It should be interesting. Let's just. Uh, like, be yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, man. If you say so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but also want to welcome Tom uh, Matisson to the show. There we is, go. Uh, yes. I had to make sure I get the pronunciation right. But he's a, for those of you that don't know who Tom, he's a writer for Inven Global currently, and uh, you know, it's just we, we had him on. Oh, man, how how long ago did we have you on? Maybe a year ago. I think it was so? July when. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah, it's been a while, man. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been a while. But it's good to be back, and thanks for having me. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I yeah. thought I thought it'd be great to again, you know, discuss some of these topics with you. So um, today it's going to be um, one of these shows where. You know, we're going to talk about Hearthstone. You know, I know you guys freak out when we don't talk about Hearthstone. You know, but so we're definitely going to talk about Hearthstone in terms of the game and you know the the new Tavern Brawl and the, uh, just some decks from uh, post nerf. But we're definitely going to talk about the Blizzard layoffs, and that's going to extend beyond Hearthstone. Just because you know myself and Garrett, and I know Tom also. You know, we cover lots of games. You know, and, and particularly Blizzard games too. So uh, these layoffs you know, affect different, or we have opinions on these layoffs across the board. Um, and then at the end, we'll have some Q&A. Those of you that tweeted, um, you know, we're definitely going to get your questions in. If you're in the chat, just save the questions for the chat, and we'll get to them as well. Uh, but just like we start off every show, just our week in Hearthstone, what you, what you guys been doing in terms of Hearthstone? Playing playing anything in particular? Ladder? Wild? Anything? Well, when I when I come up for air out of auto chess, I... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Me too. Same thing, dude. <laughs> Totally. Uh, no, dude. Um, I, I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm not the most original player in the world, but um, I'm, I'm rather enjoying some of the more popular ladder decks right now. Both the, the mm-hmm. secret paladin and yeah. the secret that have come out after the most recent nerfs uh, are very much my jam. Um, I like them <laughs> to play a lot, and when I uh, finally am just done fighting the slow meta and decide I want to be part of it, Wall Priest is so fun to play. <laughs> Dude, wall priest is my jam for sure i i definitely love that style of playing the most tom how about you man anything well yeah i'm, I'm glad garrett already said out of chess because uh yeah <laughs> much like much like that's him. not hard though see we, no, I, I, I know i, I know but i just want to say i just want to say on this podcast <laughs> that i had a lif- level three lone druid on round 25 oh, I, 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 oh I, I, my I, god I, that's crazy actually <laughs> 
Go ahead. Anyhow, in terms of Hearthstone, because otherwise I'll never be invited again. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's <laughs> it, it, listen, if Auto Chess is in Hearthstone, you should probably tell uh, Hearthstone streamers that because uh, that's how. Yeah, how yeah. No, but yeah, if I, actually, Hearthstone, Hearthstone streamers I've never watched before are having fun uh, Dota ch ch streams. But um, no, yeah, in terms of Hearthstone, I think the past month or two, I've hit kind of a low in enjoying the game you know I've, i i i kind of have that every year when um in the beginning of a year i'll play so much hearthstone that mm -hmm. i i don't even know what else i'm doing anymore um but i think around like when the third expansion settles in it's i don't know i just get a bit bored of the cards that have been in rotation for so long and i just need something fresh again but uh, i've definitely been playing but I just still play Q block. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's Q block. It's really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've teched it all against hunters, um, and uh, it's working reasonably well. But I'm, I'm, yeah. The, if I play Hearthstone, or I should say when I play Hardstone, that's that's definitely what I'm playing. Q block wow, or Mechathun Warlock because those. Oh. those Okay, that's a, that's a lot different. <laughs> Megatune yeah. Warlock versus Keyboard. I was going to say, give you props for playing Keyboard Warlock in this current state, but then, mm -hmm. you, then you throw out Megatune Warlock, and I'm like, ah, yeah. you, you know. You know. <laughs> so, no, that's cool. Yeah, Warlock's definitely a lot of fun. I, I don't know why. I, I haven't played a lot of Warlock just generally in Hearthstone in, in really? a while. Ever since like Keyblock was like obviously super crazy broken. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a while since I, I've, I've played. I mean, I, I did the whole Jack like thing, you know, like everybody did in that first week. But mm -hmm. um, ever since then, yeah, I, I, I just haven't really been prone to playing the class. But um, you know, it's, but for sure, the class is is really fun and great. But um, yeah, for me, I I've been kind of doing the same thing as you, Garrett. I mean, all, all these new or all these decks that are good now in the current meta. They're all new, you know. Like I consider these decks fairly new, like Wall Prees. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, and, most of them are. Odd Paladin yeah. is still around, well, but... Yeah. yeah. I just don't even see Odd Paladin. Like, I go to HS Replay, and, like, the, it just filters out Odd Paladin and Even Paladin. Like, they don't even show up in my eyes anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's like, yeah, yeah that's there, <laughs> of course. You know, we, we... <laughs> so, yeah, those just get skipped every time I, I get to them. But Secret Paladin, I mean, we might as well flip the the agenda a little bit. We might just talk about these decks, given that we're we're playing them. Secret Paladin is is showing up now out of nowhere i mean this deck literally did not exist at all before the nerfs happened we talked about it on the angry chicken yesterday and our audience is primarily audio only so i found myself yeah. having to actually reread <laughs> yeah. century i'm like oh wait our listeners probably don't remember this card because the last time we talked about it on the show was during card reveal season for Witchwood. <laughs> oh man that is crazy yeah. Yeah, speaking of which, I probably should do it. Uh, <laughs> do the same too. So we've got like secrets like auto defense matrix. Which when has that ever been played? Uh, that that secret with noble sacrifice and redemption, uh, and then you got hydrologist, of course, and then you got like little aggro elements too mixed in, like lost in the lost in jun the jungle, uh, righteous protector, of course, secret keeper. You got a couple of those. Good old mm -hmm. Amani berserker making 
his presence in a non-even deck for the first time ever, I think, in a Paladin deck. And then uh, Knife Jugglers, uh, Divine Favors, Bellringer Century, like like, like uh, Garrett was saying here. Which, for those of you that don't know what that is, it's Battle, Battle Cry Death Rattle put a secret from your deck into the battlefield. And let me tell you, when it puts Redemption into the battlefield and then they kill your Bellringer Century... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh my it god. Build your own Mysterious Challenger. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Is there enough secrets in this deck, though? Oh, well, with the Hydrologist, it gets oh, in there. Oh, true, true. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't played this deck a ton, so... Um, I mean, w between the two decks that are, like, technically secret, uh, the, the, maid, the Odd Mage is... A lot of people are also calling it Agrod Mage, which I think is more accurate because it mm -hmm. doesn't have that many secrets. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But they're both yeah. running Secret Keepers, and the Secret Paladin has way more secrets by comparison. Yeah, and their secrets are one mana. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a lot easier to buff that Secret Keeper. Uh, finishing it out, it's got Call to Arms, which is great to see Call to Arms being played again in some, some capacity. And then uh, Fungal Mancer, Sun Keeper, Terum, because it's just too OP to not play in any, any Paladin deck. And then Vine Cleaver at the very end. So, really interesting tempo deck, you know, and I, I, I really like it. I mean, at least I, I, I like what I see. One of the cards I'm very surprised by is Amani Berserker because it saw play a lot um, just after the Witchwood was released. Um, and people were saying, oh, yeah, we play Amani Berserker now because we don't have other good two drops yet mm -hmm. in the game. And it's just a filler, you know, it was in, um, was it in Aggro Mage um, and th those kind of decks. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's still around because apparently none of the two drops that were released are good enough. So, yeah, yeah it's not in every version of this. It's, um, that seems to be a, a bit of a personal a personal choice. I've yeah. I've even seen Thralmar Farseer in these. Yeah, yeah, it makes up. sense too. Um, I'm not I'm not running Amani in, in my version, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Thralmar uh, Farseer is is a card that I mean I'm not sure arena players play either. You know, it, it's uh, let me bring it up. I think that it's in a different version of this. There's there's obviously multiple versions. If you go to HS Replay here, it's uh, yeah. it's two three right? It's two three Wind Wind Fury right? Two three Wind Fury yeah. for for three mana. I mean, yeah, Wind yeah. Fury is worth something, but I'm not there sure it's is. worth the full mana. On it <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Definitely good stuff. But yeah, this one has Corpse Taker in it too. Pretty cool. Uh, so lots of variants, that variety. It's, it's Argent Squire as well. Uh, so, uh, but the How general can that deck win when cool. there's just three cards that are green. Is that correct? Like in in your Mulligan win rates, everything else is like. Well, it's like green because it's it's like relative. I mean. I, well, oh yeah, all, yeah. All green means is oh, that yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, those okay, are yeah. for sure the cards you keep <laughs> in the very beginning. <laughs> so yeah, this one's not quite as good as the other one, but um, yeah, still still definitely yeah. above fifty percent by a good amount, and you can climb with this deck for sure. Yeah, when when red guys is fifty one point two percent, you know you're playing a good deck, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know if you're going off replay, my biggest head scratcher right now is is Malagos Rogue because I see a lot of games logs, yes. but I'm not seeing a. a, a positive win rate oh we, we we did that for deck of the week maybe about three or four weeks ago and yeah it was it was basically it's good against otk decks because it's just a little faster than all the other ones but it's not too good <laughs> against aggro decks and aggro decks seem to be the place to be right now so um you know definitely not going to be the greatest place uh but let's take a look at wall priest so wall priest is something we were just there we go yeah look at this look at this green Look at that. <laughs> Look at this. That's uh, I know what you've all been waiting for, and that's uh, a standard uh, playable constructed deck that runs Moshog Enforcer. Heck exactly. yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, this card was so... I was just telling Tom before we started that 
this kind of deck, you know, with the the the, the Mashog Enforcer, is the kind of thing I built on day one. You know, because it's just like this is like no brainer that Divine Spirit and Inner Fire is going to be perfect for this card if it lives a turn, and you know, it just never really stuck or it just in the current meta it was just never good enough. But no. it's so funny that it's like full circle now because now the state of the meta for you know uh, now that's a little bit more aggressive that's something with taunt that has a divine shield that's two fourteen literally removes the entire board. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah plus your priests still have tools like mass hysteria and psychic mm -hmm. scream. Like yep. it's <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty nasty. And the witchwood grizzly too. Another three fifteen to throw up there if you, you know if your two fourteens don't work either. So uh, yeah, this this deck is really fun if you haven't played it. It's got a lot of the um, you know the resurrect elements to it. Uh, it's got the eternal servitudes and the the um, spell stones as well, uh, just so you can get these three fifteens up and these two fourteens eventually when they die. But the really unique element to it is that it's got the master o cart that gets two of those cards out a, a lot of times and. Uh, just because uh, Oakheart recruits a one, two, and three attack minion, so you can get the uh, the Grizzly and you can get the Enforcer out in one turn. And most classes cannot deal with two huge health minions like that. And if they do, you just resurrect them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So lots of chances for a two two turn combo if you got the Divine Spirit Inner Fire in your hand. And then the Topsy Turby makes it even better because it's just free. It's like a free mm. flip of the the uh, the health and an attack so you don't even need inner fire really you just need a uh, topsy-turvy with the well you, you basically have another inner fire i guess you could you think about that way but mm -hmm. it's free yeah uh, yeah you're only gonna use <laughs> yeah. it when you're gonna kill uh, kill him right so yeah yeah as i was saying uh before the show started um i i saw this deck in your patch notes and i was like what is wall priest <laughs> i had no idea that yeah. this was already uh, given a name and then i looked the deck uh, looked up the deck and i was like oh yeah i've lost to this and um, what what amazes me so much is that all of the nerfs, right? None of them targeted priests, right? So, right. and then mm -hmm. uh, all of a sudden, instead of Zarek priest being huge, we get this thing. What <laughs> <laughs> this thing? Oh, you're talking this... like it's a monster or something. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's so weird when you think about it that we. <laughs> This archetype, this kind of idea, we we haven't seen this before in any capacity, right? We, well, we we had the OTK uh, Boar Priest with Divine Spirit in Fire, but that's a whole different beast, right? And this is just, I don't know, an amalgamation of of this. I I don't know what it is, but it looks fun. <laughs> yeah, it, for sure. And and again, like when it when it's like an aggro based meta, this this type of deck is perfect for it. And um, mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't win like. I mean, there there definitely is a, a ceiling to like how how um, you know how much damage it can do. Uh, you know, if you get lucky with Shadow Visions, you can get crazy amounts with, with Divine Spirits. But most of the time, I end up drawing the two Divine Spirits fairly early, so I can't mm -hmm. do too crazy you know amount because your, your opponent knows what they're playing against, so they purposely try to keep the health down. So right. um, it's a little bit of a yeah. that dynamic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so do you, do, you, do you think it's just uh, that the meta have, has gotten more aggro that this deck is being being played, or is there something else? Like well, because yeah, of, really well, good matchups against other control decks as well, because uh -huh. yeah, just has the ability to to keep these high health minions coming, even even if you have answers for them, you can just run like a like a paladin 
you know, I found myself against OTK, DK Paladins more than once with this deck. They just eventually run out of ways to clear your board. And you yeah. just keep resurrecting these things. And all you need is one of these minions to stick. And if you've got yeah. your combo in your hand, it's, it's game <laughs> over. It doesn't matter how much armor and health the Paladin has uh, built yeah. up over the course of the game. Yeah, you can yeah. you can shadow visions like m- more resurrect cards than they have you know removal cards too. I mean, you start with four, right? You have eternal servitude, and you get and you got the two uh, uh, spell stones as well. But you can you can get even more, and that even with those four, they have to perfectly remove. You know, they, they have to have either minions on the board, or they have to have you know the the pyro or or um, you know consecrate to remove all that stuff. So, it, yeah, it's definitely tough. Yeah, but but as you were saying uh, before before the show, Chairman, uh, when nerfs happen, people experiment, and then all of a sudden, there's this deck we didn't even know existed that <laughs> rises to popularity. And yeah, yeah, I think definitely one of those. Uh, you know, I I always wonder like, was this even a good deck before the nerfs? Did we just not know? And then after the nerfs happened, people just you know threw random darts at the dartboard. One of them stuck and. Yeah. I don't think it's quite like that. I mean, I, I think this deck was probably floating around. And, you know, back back when I was working at HeartSim, you know, and, and you guys probably remember it, like at the top here, there used to be a another tab that would show you just like the the clustering of the different decks. I don't know if you guys right. ever looked yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah. No, and, I don't think I did. Oh, really? It was cool. Like we, we had this uh, a really graphical cool, representation. It was like it was like a Petri dish. <laughs> it's like you'd have <laughs> decks that literally, you had decks that were like little dots and they would, you know, like like they would start to, to uh, cluster together. And that's actually how a, a lot of the archetype determination works, you know, in terms of uh, HS replay. Yeah. And gotcha. so, just look um, at cards that overlap. And yeah, then... yeah. But but you know what we didn't show there though was just like like decks that didn't hadn't gotten a lot of games played. But there are there are you know we definitely had them in the database. And every once in a while, I like queried it just to see, you know, which games only have like like fifty to hundred games. You know, people don't know about that have like crazy high win percentages. And you'll probably see like these type of decks sometimes. You know, like they're just kind of hidden and still haven't been discovered because that's just how meta is and the community is they have to wait until wasn't there like a, a while ago uh, that, that blizzard said like yeah the best deck in the meta at that time was like a mech warrior or something and nobody yeah. was playing mech warrior and just a few people were and they were doing really well that was yeah it's fun true? really back in boom's day <laughs> is it, like, i don't know wow, if a... or even I, I, even further back yeah, like, yeah. i remember a comment like that i can't remember if it was mech warrior or not but yeah was XR when they were talking about internal statistics. And he was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, no, it's this thing you have no idea about. That, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Right now. But yeah. so few players are playing it. Um, I think Wall Priest, by the way, I'm pretty sure it was Tice who kind of got mm-hmm. the spotlight put on this deck list. Nice. Yeah. Tice is always, you know, Tice always tries all kinds of things on the stream, which is really great to, to see. Uh-huh. And so let's see what else is there uh, in terms of man. I'm just like sorted everything by kind of rank five the legend and look how many tier one decks there are right now. That that's a lot. Yeah. That might be the most we've ever seen in tier one. Uh, as a as a regular user of, of HS Replay, yeah, I, I think nine. I believe- <laughs> <laughs> nine of them. That's crazy. I mean, obviously we've had like twenty five, thirty in tier two before, but. But nine of them—that is—that is, that is, uh, it is pretty. It is wild. still very raw data, obviously. But um, yeah, to see that many decks perform this well, yeah, it's—I uh, don't know. Yeah, it's—it's it's pretty healthy, I guess, for the game that so many different archetypes can be played, right? 
Yeah. Even this uh, uh, Odd Warrior, you know, I know Odd Warrior is just like this this uh deck we can't we can't mention anymore <laughs> in the community for whatever reason but odd warriors come out with the you know a different dynamic as well this dragon version of it seems to be really the go-to version now and yes yeah, sarah's back i mean that that's enough for me to at least, at least play this some if you, the fact that it's playing yesera because I, I love yeah. that card <laughs> but this is an odd deck yeah, you know, Sarah obviously. is the og priest uh value card right yeah it's when the Lich King before the Lich King existed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but this one's pretty good too. Have you guys given it this deck a try at all? I uh, I am taking a political stand against Odd Warrior. Oh, God. What? Dude. Oh come on, oh, man. No. I hate this deck and I want it to go away. Why? Oh man. I crossed <laughs> a golden Doctor Boom and I'm I'm sure as hell gonna play it. <laughs> no, I mean. Uh, I, I I haven't had that experience, so I can't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> golden Doctor Boom. Golden. Dude, gold Doctor Boom makes everything better. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no I mean, but I I personally like the alt quest warrior more be just because I like mm -hmm. you know smashing that hero power button when it deals eight damage to a random enemy. But yeah. um, crowd roaster kind of the same thing for one turn, I guess. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Any other decks? Let's see that are interesting here. I still definitely saw Zoo on here as well, which was like, wow, we haven't talked about Zoo. Surprisingly, we haven't talked about oh, Zoo in yeah, a very yeah, long yeah. time. God, yeah. But this is—it's pretty much the standard Zoo, though. There's not—there's nothing very interesting about it, but it's just the fact that it's kind of back. Uh, I think it's it's, it's yeah. always in fashion. It's you know, it's like denim. It never really goes out of style. <laughs> there's always a, a Zoo variant that will uh, probably treat you correctly if you pile. Yeah. Well, uh, I've I've never liked this version of suit. Like, uh, where, whereas you, uh, Garrett, took a political stance against Odd Warrior, <laughs> I I I'm taking one against this this zoo deck because this is not zoo. This is not my zoo. Okay, my zoo, my zoo plays Defender of Argus. Gosh. You know, that's my zoo. <laughs> I feel like we got we got to make Hearthstone great again. I mean, there's so many political stances now. Like, build that wall, priest. Build that wall, priest. Oh my gosh. Anyone can get a bill. So good. Okay. <laughs> or Toronto, you know. Uh, <laughs> man. Oh man. Crazy. Crazy. Uh let's see. Anything? Oh, it's funny to see that the hunter has just kind of been knocked down some because you know, one of the things that people um you know were talking about before was just how strong Hunter is. And really the Hunter's mark and I mean the spell is obviously a pr uh, a pretty big one given how OP it was at five, but still pretty good you know like I, I think both of those nerfs still make make things pretty uh reasonable for hunters and, and secret hunters and spell hunters but we don't actually see those you know we, we don't see spell no. secret hunters been knocked down pretty far now and it's really just it's right. really taken over in mm -hmm. terms of popularity and also win rate for hunters yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i've just seen a ton of them um i i, I can only assume it's folks like me who in, like very rapidly was like oh my god these games are taking forever i need to find a faster deck Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and that's what they got now which is it's pretty amazing yeah the yeah. secret you know we definitely talked about the secret mage like a while ago ago but the secret mage seems to have dropped off a little bit this week it's it's barely in tier two it's still pretty good though secret odd mage so uh, yeah I'm, I'm not sad that the aggro version is not doing well it's uh i'm i'm a i am i am a fossilist jane kind of guy you know <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i was watching gara playing some crazy giant frost you know just, just some big uh -huh. spell it's not a big spell but it, it's one of those 
kind of a, a later or late game type of mages and mm -hmm. he had all kinds of things in it and he was like winning <laughs> it's like you know top 200 oh, nice. or something legend yeah i was i was like wanting to i, to I just play my genali and you know ragnos yeah. you know he yeah. attack he protect he does everything when you have frostless jane yeah so, yeah good <laughs> yeah for sure uh okay well anyways that's kind of like the meta you know currently um you know it definitely a lot of fun just go and and mm -hmm. check out HS Replay and grab you know some of the decks that you see at the top there, uh, and, and try it out. We'll probably pick the. Um, I think we're going to pick the Secret Paladin for deck of the week this week, just to, to give it a whirl. Given I haven't played it at all either, so I can I can learn it at the same time all the listeners are learning it. Um, <laughs> but there was a bit of news too that Developer Insight came out, which was really interesting because it wasn't a developer's insight it was like an announcement of something more so than it was right. an actual yeah, yeah bizarre it's, it's a strange title to say the yeah, least definitely yeah. a strange title but it was uh, more like a hard side chat right they do this yeah, like, yeah exactly exactly but you know still some news which was obviously good um Hey, I'll take any 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 image of Joe Mag I'll get, man. Yeah. He's amazing. I was, say, I was so happy to see Joe Mag get yeah. you on the Yeah, Joe Mag. Exactly. That's his debut, right? His debut on, on one of these uh, actual, you know, I know what, yeah. development uh, insights so, or vlogs yeah. or anything, right? Yeah. So he's got such a good personality <laughs> for it. Hopefully yeah. we'll see him more in the future. But anyways, he was announcing this, uh, this new event that's Brawl of Champions. And uh, what it is, is it's a three weeks of a special tavern brawl or special tavern brawls that you'll get a chance to play during you know just i think week to week right each week it's going to be a different one i believe yeah and it, it, um yeah go ahead. it seemed like from his d description that it kind of I increases in intensity yeah <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. yeah as as the yeah as the weeks go and and um there's gonna be quests where you know if you play the three brawls you'll get packs you know which is, which is cool it's always really nice but the coolest thing is that you're going to get to choose a champion and then you get to play with their shrine, and I think you get their deck too, you know, or at least they're going to have a, a special deck for it as well. Um, right? I'm not sure, is it the same one from the Rumble Run? Like that, that was the part I wasn't quite sure if it was like that kind of deck, or if it was just going to be a special deck for for the. I don't know. It's not. It's not live in EU yet, so you know, I haven't been able to play it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, well, I, I think it's live right now in in a and EU. I haven't gotten a chance to try it quite yet. Yeah. yeah, I think the 10 p.m. It's live in EU. I'm not sure, but yeah. So it's but, like 20 minutes from now. Yeah, but it sounds like a lot of fun. You know, definitely give it a give it a try. It, 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 again, it's Tavern Brawl, so you know this is kind of I think the area where they really try out new things and really try to mix things up. It's basically yeah. like the arcade-ish area for for Hearthstone. Think of it yeah. like that. What 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 I do like a lot about. Um, well, Tavern Brawl as a concept is just really nice, right? It gives the developers room to um, experiment with cards, but something like this, it helps um, to keep the flavor of the expansion alive because most of the time what you see with a, with an uh, expansion is that, you know, the first month you'll be like, oh yeah, we have this new expansion, flavorful cards, and the hype uh, surrounding the theme dies off a bit, right? You're like, okay, we just have the cards uh, a few of those cards uh, from the expansion that we still play, but using this um, medium to reignite that enthusiasm, right, to keep us engaged in the theme, I think that's really nice because, yeah, I, I, it's those themes are very um, what's what what's the word? Um, I don't know. Specific to 
certain strategies well, or, or yeah the, no i mean the themes are so are so original and they oh. they so flavorful right every every expansion is like very mm-hmm. um well thought out theme and then it's a it's a bummer to see or to not feel that connection i guess to the to the expansion a few months in mm-hmm. into it so using t- a tavern ball like this or like three weeks right it's, it's like uh yeah the season of rastakan i think that's a great way to keep players uh, tied to the theme that they love. Yeah, so apparently when you, you choose a different champion each week, the, there's a new deck each week and a new shrine. So it, it will feel different you know, from week to week. And, um, you know, Tavern Brawls generally do change from week to week, but you know, this one at least will stay within the same theme. And, and like, yeah, like Tom said, I, I think that's a good point. You know, I, I think that when, once once the release comes out and all this, uh, you know, content and 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 the the new storylines and, and the theme behind uh, this expansion comes out you do just it just disappears you know after a while maybe after a month <laughs> like you just forget about all that stuff and um they try you know with comics and they try you know they, they've been trying with these different videos and stuff but i don't know I, I don't think it works as well you know like the comics and stuff like they're they're kind of cool in our stone but they're they're not nearly as cool as they are in overwatch for me so right um yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely great to actually integrate it into the game like this. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see more of it, frankly. Really? Okay, okay. You mean you mean like the game, or you mean just like overall the comics and? No, in the game. No, okay. no. <laughs> Get rid of the comics. I didn't even realize okay. it. Was the <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure if I was the only one there. No, I wasn't no. A big fan they made that cinematic, and they're like, "New characters. We're going to do stuff with them," and then they did nothing with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, it just it's 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 a card game. Like, why don't we have more events? Like, I don't yeah. know. I still go all the way back to when we had the uh, the GBG preview in Arena right before it hit. And I'm oh, like, why don't, yes. why don't we still yeah. do that? That was such, it felt like going to my local comic store and getting in a pre-release for yeah. a magic set like before it releases. Like, why, yeah. don't we, why don't we have that anymore? It was so rad. But they yeah. do, right? Whenever a new expansion is, you can to go to like, um, what's it called? Fireside Gatherings. And, that's uh, not the same, though. That it is definitely not is not the same. <laughs> Because yeah. that's yeah. what I want to do with my online card game is is, yeah. is be forced to travel to and enjoy it. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I, I, I like firesides. They're 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 fun. Um, yeah. but mm-hmm. I, I I really feel there's a lot of kind of community events that could happen in the game, and and I don't think they capitalize enough on uh, on how they could leverage that for, yeah. for yeah. excitement. And like you said, to kind of keep the the excitement around an expansion alive long after its initial launch. Yeah, I I kind of think of it as, you know, that there are these this amount of time that they have to fill, you know, like bridge between each of these expansions, and like if you could just get, you know, even five, six, or whatever, three, three, five, six, whatever, seven days in before the expansion comes out, and still get all the benefits you normally would get whenever you release it on that day, then you know they should, you know, they should do those type of things, just like like you were saying, just kind of allow people to preview, allow the streamers to actually just experiment it in in a very you know, limited, uh, like uh, just a limited arena type of experience. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I think I'm totally down for them doing stuff like that. That'd be great. Yeah. The, the, the card back event recently was, was really cool. And, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and I, I, I'd like to see more of that too. Yeah. I, I would like to see like a, a graph showing how quickly it spread. You know, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Like Hearthstone hey. has a hundred million players. So it's probably <laughs> way too many. Uh, uh, to to put it in a, in a nice and tight graph, but you you expect it to go exponentially, right? I think I got what, what graph is this? A graph of what now? 
of uh, who has the Hakkar card oh, back. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Because at yeah. first it was yeah. like uh, like big streamers, pro players, and a couple of news sites to hype up the um, the, the 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 event, right? And then um, all of a sudden, like, I, I think I got it in like twenty minutes or something. Somebody said like, "Hey, do you want a card back?" I was like, "Yeah, let's." And then you know you start <laughs> playing online, and now I, all I come across is that card back. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah it's kind of a promotion you know kind of promotional viral thing too that you know that can happen yeah yeah that's definitely that's a fun little sense of like goodwill and community building uh, yeah right yeah it's, it's, it's easy too it's like so simple to you know i feel like that's yeah, it's a, it's a nice implementation of the yeah. of the hakar effects from wow right it's it's um yeah right passing around very fun yeah, yeah more more around. like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah which i believe graphs came out about that back when that hit in world of warcraft might have been the Lich King one. I don't remember now, but I want to see a graph for the for the card back. That'd be that'd be fun. Mm. Yeah, definitely I could do. I mean, I just want to see a, a graph of generally all the card backs. Like it'd be kind of cool to see like how how the what the distribution which is. My is. most unique card back. Yeah. yeah, or just who which one's everybody's favorite? You know, it, they're they're clearly, mm. they're clearly running it if it, it or using it, whichever one it is. So I think that'd just be a, a little bit of tidbit stats that would be fun for the community to see. Um, okay, well, anyways, I'm, that pretty much wraps with the news. There wasn't too much going on, you know, in terms of Hearthstone. Um, I, don't, I don't think so, unless you can... Is there something I'm missing, Garrett, maybe? that uh, No, not really. I mean, it's, no, it's, it's yeah. pretty quiet on the yeah. Hearthstone front, as I would kind of expect it to be right now. I've, yeah. uh, we've already had one more balance update that I was expecting to get, so... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I we, can't really complain. We've got pretty... Uh, roughly a, a little over a month until the reset, so... Oh, about about the latest, but just one more thing. I think, yeah, I wrote it down. Um, oh, no. <laughs> some Something they didn't announce, but was actually... Oh, no. uh, it was hidden in some patch notes, right? Is that um, if you play Hakkar oh. and your opponent has a Malagos, it no longer amplifies the damage from Corrupted Blood, which used to do it oh. first, right? Okay. So... Uh, it deals three damage, a corrupted blood. But if your opponent has a Malagos, it deals eight damage to them. They nerfed that, and that now it no longer does that. And I think that's a shame. I think they should return it because it was one of those things that made hard, one of those small things, right? That's very that makes you think in di- think in different ways about the game. Um, I think at the beginning of December, I was casting a, the the finals of a Hearthstone uh, tournament in the, in Belgium. And nobody had any idea what was going on until the player found lethal through that. Everybody's like, well, he doesn't have lethal. What is he doing? And then it, it triggered and we saw the spell damage and it was glorious. It was beautiful. And they, it's such a bummer that, they, that, that, they, that it no longer triggers uh, the spell damage. So, I mean, I, I think you have to get down to the, the actual, you know, the, the core of that, what it actually does, right? Corrupted Blood. I mean, does corrupted mm-hmm. blood count as being casted? Uh, I forget what the it's, actual text it's is. It's cast when drawn, right? That's the. Yeah. That's oh, the, it, it does say cast. That's true. It does say cast when drawn. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think to be consistent. But maybe, right? maybe the game sees it as your spell still instead of your opponent's. In which case, you know, only if you have Malagos, it would. I don't know. There's, yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. It it should work for. One of the two players, I think. Well, it but. should be considered your opponent's. I mean, because it's in your opponent's deck, right? So it, right. it should That's, be. That was my... Yeah. Yeah. Your opponent has Malagos out, not a few of Malagos out. Right, right. 
like that's what it used to yeah, do. Yeah. 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 And now now they changed it. Yeah. Yeah, that's um so minute. It's like I want a like, depth comment on that. That's <laughs> I, I know it's very minute and it's very nitpicky, but just because I saw that that, that one match I costed, yeah. which was absolutely amazing, I yeah. was so sad to see it go because I think in the end it's also I don't know well, one of the things that I like a lot about Hearthstone. No, no. When I, when I said it's so so minor, I mean like why w would they go and change it? <laughs> like it's, it's oh, such a yeah. You know, I, I don't I know don't why know. they would even bother changing it if it, if it does seem to be in line with with the rest of the game and. When I see stuff like that, I assume it means they're working on something where that would be kind of busted if it okay, works. Okay, that's a good assumption. That's a good assumption. <laughs> that's where my brain goes. I'm not saying it's yeah. always the case. I mean, that's it's a good yeah. I mean, we um, we uh, we see a return of the. How long were we sitting waiting for all of the nerfs to to rogue weapon synergy? Like like when it first happened, yeah. we were all all like, oh well, I guess good weapons are coming, and it was years <laughs> before mm -hmm. weapons came. And it, 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 it's one good weapon. It's King's Bane, and it. Yep. <laughs> There's been a lot of misses, like ten misses, twelve yeah. misses along the yeah. Yeah. I don't always stand by that, but we have a saying on on, on the Angry Chicken uh, about weird uh, card interactions on in Hearthstone, and it is uh, that the only thing uh, that's consistent about Team Five is inconsistency. inconsistency. Yep. Yeah. That that <laughs> sounds about right. Um, okay, well, why don't we move on to our uh, Blizzard layoff talk? But before we do, I just want to give a shout out to some of our patrons that support the show and our main supporters of you know allowing us to do the shows every week. And just want to name a few, just to say you know just to at least show our appreciation. So uh, starting off, Mike T, our legendary producer, as always, and then Ray Dan, Brycell, Dan S, John C, Devin Y, Scott L, Grant A, Enburst, Gabriel F, David F, Andrew C, and William R. Thanks so much, guys. And if you enjoy the show and you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash valuetown and make a pledge because we'd really, really appreciate it. Okay, so Blizzard layoffs. All right, so this, you know, what, what's crazy is that, like, I kind of, I knew they were it was coming, but I, I didn't actually anticipate talking about it on the show or for whatever mm -hmm. reason. And so, you know, me grabbing Garrett and grabbing Tom, like, it was a little bit last minute just based on, on the, the top, you know, this, this particular topic. But um, for those of you that have been under a rock for the last, I don't know, 24 hours or maybe even the last week, um, what happened yesterday was Blizzard uh, had their quarter, uh, fourth quarter earnings report from 2018 uh, at the same time as um, cutting, making huge cuts, 8% of their, their staff to be exact. And Bobby Kotick, you know, obviously CEO of Activision, you know, you know was was giving the, the quarterly earnings, and uh, he he led it off with saying that they had broken records in revenue, <laughs> like to kick things off, and yeah. then which was amazing. I mean, it, it's it's the truth, but you know how I guess you 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 tell everybody about this. It was, it was I think what was in question, but then he followed it up with. The fact that they're cutting costs and having to lay off eight percent of their staff, which is a ton. Eight percent is eight hundred people, or roughly eight hundred people. And um, so the the staff knew about that. They knew that this was coming. They didn't know who was cut before yesterday. And I think originally it was supposed to be on Valentine's Day, which is like, man, that's cold, dude. <laughs> like doing it on mm -hmm. like like Valentine's Day. Uh, I mean, 
never a good time to do this. We were we, yeah. we had no. very things to say over on our hero show when HGC was canceled right before Christmas, and we're like, "Wow!" Oh, I'm so glad you bring yeah. that up. Yeah, everyone that had anything to do with this are without a job. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, and that that tends to happen. Very, that's very very common, like in, with a lot of companies because of the, you know, like going into the the end of the quarter and having to do that. But so. Anyways, they, they moved it up because I think somebody caught wind of, of it and, and they, for whatever reason, they ended up moving it up to, to, to Tuesday. And so everybody at Blizzard basically were super worried going into work yesterday and, you know, 800 people lost their jobs yesterday. So um, the, the layout... Looks like you and I deal with directly are yep. gone. Yes, exactly. And um, speaking of the type of jobs, you know, they, they basically said that no development jobs were basically going to uh, be lost. It was going to be all non-development jobs. And, um, you know, that includes community and PR and esports and, you know, just graphics designers, everything, right? Just basically everything except for developers, which was kind of, it was interesting. I mean, it definitely tells you at least where the priority is. And I mean, it might not be a surprise to some folks in terms of developers having the highest priority, but, you know, I think this, this obviously makes it super clear, you know, where it was. Uh, and, and Bobby also said that, you know, by doing this, they're, uh, well, actually, after the layoffs, they're going to be allocating, you know, uh, an additional 20% to certain areas, you know, development teams and to certain games, basically. And the games were Call of Duty, Candy, Candy Crush, <laughs> Overwatch, uh, what were it? Diablo, and... and that's it, right? Wait, was it those? Yeah. those five? I think those. those uh, five, yeah, right? mobile games. Yeah, <laughs> mobile games. Wow, Overwatch name. No, that's game, that's right? literally what they say. Yeah. Listen, they said yeah. right. So a colleague of mine, he was listening to the uh, to the call. Yeah. And um, yeah, they're gonna focus on mobile games in 2019 on developing those. So. Yeah, and some interesting projects with Overwatch, which we're I'm hoping is like. TV right. Series and yeah. Things I, like that. But uh, you know, I don't know even where, where to start. So you 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 pick where to start. Yeah, with yeah. This I just kind of I, I kind of want to lay lay you set the table here for everybody that didn't know okay. what was going on. So, um, you know, what followed lots of people tweeting and lots of uh, again like lots of people that we've worked with for a long time. And we'll kind of get into it. You know, really tweeting that they're looking <laughs> for new jobs and I mean to have it happen to Blizzard. You know, this is a first, right? Blizzard's always been this—I don't know—the this company and this developer that um, I don't know—they seem to be immune from from things like this. Where other developers, you know, I, I think really, you know, we would see these, we would see these cuts. We saw these cuts with lots of big development houses like earlier this year as well. And well, think, it's yeah. not the first though. They laid off six hundred people back in two thousand and twelve. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, maybe you're right. And a lot of those people were rehired as yeah. contract workers for less money and no benefits. Right, right. So that's that's a little different, right? Because they did rehire them. It was pretty crappy of them, you know, just in terms of, of, of paying them less and whatnot. But the intention was to rehire them, you know, at this point. The, with this layoff, there's no intention of rehiring. Like, these people are gone, no. you know, and... And it's a definitely a lot more cutthroat here, or not, not cutthroat, but just like pure cuts, budget cuts, and just didn't feel like like um, Blizzard. And, and this kind of starts with, I would say, where you know Mike took you know took a step, basically retiring. You know, Mike, you know, leaving the company. Then it then it was followed by uh, Heroes of the Storm. You know, like basically the 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 entire esports getting cut, and we were kind of seeing the, these things that are happening, and and everybody's always pointing at Activision, but 
you know, I, I'm not sure, you know, like what, what sequence of events like, like are, are leading to this. So let, let's start maybe before we get into that, let's just kind of start with your general thoughts, general thoughts on, on, uh, just everything happening yesterday and how it happened. Garrett, I'll maybe start with you. Uh, I mean, I'd, I, I was cussing up a storm on my Twitter, so <laughs> <laughs> clearly I'm not, I'm so not happy. happy. Yeah. A lot of people that I, I consider friends, um, and a lot of people that have had, uh, a, a hand in me getting to do what I get to do. I get to talk about video games for a large portion of my living. You know, I, I still do contract work on the side, but um, I'm, I'm really privileged in that way. And a lot of it is because of the time I've spent covering Blizzard games and people at Blizzard that have stuck their neck out and uh, and helped me out with either getting access to developers, getting interviews, and stuff like that. Um, so you know, it doesn't matter how many times I show up on you know, my own Hearthstone show and then say that uh, no tournament mode coming is tone deaf and lazy and I'm mad at this game. <laughs> they'll give me interviews and they, they, yeah. they, 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 you know, they, they still, they still treat us well. And um, the same thing over on my hero show. So when I, when I, when I see folks that I've dealt with directly and, and have gone out of their way to be kind to me and to help me, uh, I'm going to have a remo an emotional reaction to that. Uh, on top of, I mean, I think anyone with, with a you know a halfway functioning heart is going to see 800 people fired, and you're going to have an emotional reaction to that. And then when the CEO of the company, who gets paid obscenely more money than everybody else, uh, opens the earnings call that is the the basically the the, the fuse to this explosion mm -hmm. with we had the best year ever record record <laughs> ever yeah. that just dials up your emotional reaction to 11 and the dude feel he comes off like a villain at a blade runner and <laughs> everything wrong yeah. with american capitalism the guy's yeah. an asshole yep absolutely and uh man it, it's I don't know. I, I don't know what PR, like the PR team is thinking, like having him start with that. And, and you know, uh, well, they just fired basically everyone I on know. the PR. Um, um, yeah, that's true. And, that's and true. Blizzard and Activision—they're uh, one of the same at this point in my mind. And I've been yeah. fighting. I've been railing against that for years. That no, no, no. Blizzard—they're—they're they're autonomous. They're still no, doing their own thing. No, I no not. longer believe that. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh god yeah i'm already getting I'm, yeah. as you can see having a reaction <laughs> all right tom I, I, what, what's your initial take on this and we'll we'll kind of dig into stuff yeah so um blizzard people heard that they were going to get that 800 people are going to get fired before the company told them right yeah. like that that's just insane um to me you know obviously there's going to be shifts um with activision uh sweeping in um and but but to think that a journalist know knows that um people are gonna get fired before that like those people read on twitter like oh man i might get fired on tuesday you know that's just mind-blowing to me right and then it, the way they did it is just beyond insane for me like there, there's you know, if you're gonna make changes to your business, that's gotta happen apparently, right? But the the these are not just numbers you're scratching, right? It's not just okay, eight percent is gone. There were people like crying in a parking lot because they just didn't know what they were gonna what they were up to, right? And I think who I, I'm just <laughs> you see yeah. you see I'm lost for words, I, right? Because, yeah. When, when the heroes of the storm happened, it was like, oh man, that's 
a real scummy move to uh, just all of a sudden pull the plug out of something so many people are invested to. And somebody at Activision Blizzard thought, okay, but what if we do it to our own people? And everybody's like, yeah, let's do that, right? Let's all of a sudden pull the plug out of 800 people's lives and make like like kick them out without any any notion, without any any um, what's it called? Like uh, the period where you can um, uh, look for a different job, right? And, and, and a kind of a notification period. I don't know what the English word is for that, but. Normally, when you, you're being let go of, it's like, okay, you're going to be let go of. Um, you have one more month to find something new, right? Right. And now it's like, no, bye. Yeah. I yeah. It, I mean, it, it's it's the, um, yeah, they give you two weeks notice. You know, that's that sort of thing is I think right. we're talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. And I think that that's the part that, oh, man, that, you know, what you were saying, Garrett, that this is really Activision. I mean, that that's... That's the part that speaks so much to a big corporation like that. That's a bit, you know, out of touch with the actual, you know, staffing and where everybody is. When you have to make a cut like this all of a sudden, you know, it's not something that you guys are working towards, you know, and that, like you said, you have notice. I mean, these people that got cut, they don't even, what do they even do with what they were working on? Whatever they were working on just completely stops, you know, or, mm-hmm. or you know, somebody has to scurry and, and try to pick up where they left off and, I mean, there was no preparation to this because nobody knew who was going to get fired before tomorrow. No, yesterday. Right. Yesterday. So it's it, it's. The it's, reports are basically stating that it sounds like the publishing is is almost non-existent at this point. Same with right. a lot of esports teams are. It right. sounds like they're on skeleton crews at this point. Right. And uh, so all those managers, like all those people that actually run those departments, like they didn't know what <laughs> they they are like probably. You know, running like headless chickens right now because they they, they don't even know how what they're going to be doing in, in probably a month's yeah, time. There so. were so many. It seemed like uh, from the Hearthstone team specifically, esports mm-hmm. folks. On it, I don't know who's left. Like, there's got to be well, I, like, people left on that team. There, there's a couple, right? So you had you had um, Glitch who was uh, let go of. Yeah. So like she uh, was, I think the the masterminds or at least the, the she controlled the the tour uh, series, yeah. which was which is a phenomenal series, and I I cannot uh, applaud mm-hmm. uh, the entire crew that worked on that enough for for that. Um, and then you had uh, Christina Ristin, who was um, I think a play like also she like player manager or something like yeah. like she yeah. was an in game spectator and she. Uh, kept up to uh, kept contact with all the professional players you know um and a lot of those players were very fond of her right yeah. they were like oh yeah yeah she i think she was involved with giving peanut charman its name because she was just joking around <laughs> oh, with really? those guys. i never yeah knew that. wow i think okay. so yeah and um yeah so i i don't think it's like that many um of of Hearthstone esports specifically, but you know, to me, any number is too much because Hearthstone esports is kind of my life. So yeah, <laughs> like, well, no. I mean, Shay, Shay left earlier as well too, right? So um, yeah, Shay left. Yeah, yeah. Shay. I I not quite sure about those circumstances though because yeah. I think he was hired to build something big and then it didn't go the direction oh, okay. Blizzard well, really wanted. Yeah. I'm not too sure about that. So if that, yeah. Yeah, so de- definitely some changes in, East, you know, the Hearthstone Eastwards, and especially announcing 
2019 and now having this happen, uh, who knows? You know, like I'm not sure if they're going to be able to still carry out 2019 the way that they were originally thinking or or some things might have to change. But to your point, Garrett, the the publishing team, I mean the entire I think the entire team was just let go. Like literally the entire yeah. team, like Christina yeah, and, yeah. and and you know Kenny and all, all those guys, like Tina, right. like all of them are, are gone. Jesse Hill, Jesse Hill too, yeah. So yeah, the um, thing is, I, I don't know what the full size of the team was, but right. same, yeah. Because it, it's not like it's not like when this happens that they publish a list. No, like, they don't. Uh, <laughs> it's just like this yeah. list of everyone that was let go. But uh, from our experiences you know, with the forward facing members of these teams, some of these teams yeah. like they just don't exist anymore. Yeah. It would have been more honorable if Bobby started the meeting with, okay, these are the people we're stabbing in the back. Let's go, you know, and then read all those 800 <laughs> names, you know, at least give them, <laughs> you know, at be... least give them some, some, uh, I don't, personal know. I don't know about I mean, anything would have been, would have been more honorable. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that would have been good. It, it, it is worth mentioning that, that they are getting severance packages. Not that that, yeah, right, yeah, makes it any better. But we, the, the subject of not giving them notice came up, so I just do feel it, it should be pointed out that severance packages yeah. were were yeah. handed out, and they're supposedly but. trying to help them, you know, land at, at wherever or help them get their next jobs too, which. Well, yeah, I'm not and that's sure how that's that the, works. Yeah, you know, a lot of the upper management at within Blizzard Entertainment. I mean, I no one wanted to do this. It, maybe no, Gotik did, but yeah. uh, like, if you're even upper management at Blizzard, I'm sure this is an excruciating week. And yeah. uh, I mean, who knows? It, it, we don't know what happened internally. Whether severance packages were always on the table, or if it was part of an internal debate. You know, there might have been some something that somebody at Blizzard fought for. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. It could it could have been. Um, so one thing I want to talk to you know, kind of like I guess getting into like the, I guess the people that that got um, you know ended up getting laid off. I mean, what, what's so painful about all this is that you know it, it's not like Blizzard had or Activision Blizzard had. 800 people that were just dead weight, you know, like they were just cutting off, you know, the people who are like not doing, not working hard, not doing very much work. I mean, these people are all super passionate and, and smart. And I mean, people right. like we've worked with and I am definitely going to get into specifics soon, but um, that's, what's so painful about it is that these people don't deserve to be fired. You know, like they, they right. really don't. And, um, I mean, some of the people that I know that got fired were, I think some of their best people, like I'm surprised they would even choose them over another person, you know, that, that kind of good. So, um, it's tough because, you know, I, I think Blizzard does a good job of hiring, right? Like they, they hire very good, passionate people who are smart. And so, you know, if you do have to lay off 800 people, you're going to be laying off, you know, these types of people. And, and that's just... You know, as a gamer, as a person, you know, someone that's working in their passion, uh, that's uh, just really. I think I think that's the point, though, right? Hard, they, these yeah. people are not being laid off because they are not doing their job correctly. It's that um, the resources they spend on those jobs can be spent better, according to management, right? Right. So. That's. I mean, that's how these layoffs pretty much always are. With like, when you're at at this level, like this many people being let go, it's just it's. Yeah callous but it's also it's a numbers game at that point yeah. which which makes you think that i mean then when was all of this hiring just you know mistakes on their end i mean to be to have so many more jobs than really they needed you know like you know, just wow. really ignoring the fact of who who are these people but you know like to be 
like oh, having overhired for for um, you know a number of years now, right? To have to lay off this many people is, I don't unless like all the projections. I think it probably had to do more with projections, right? Basically, they didn't meet expectations, even though they they reached record revenues. I think their expectations were even higher, and so maybe that was the reason for for hiring at the level that they were. But not, you know, and, and at this point, not reaching those expectations or causing them to, you know, adjust their budgets. Uh, yeah, I mean, not that it's any comfort or solace or yeah. makes this better, but it does, you know, from the outside looking in with what we saw happen with, with the, the Heroes esports, and it looks like they're going to be slimming down on the effort that goes into Hearthstone esports, though we still don't know. They mm. still haven't fully detailed that out. Six days, then we're... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's coming. Um, but it does seem like, you know, they probably over invested in esports across all of their games. Mm -hmm. uh, they probably hit it too hard. And where, you know, maybe in more than one game, I'll use Heroes as an example, maybe they should have just let a grassroots scene take care of it on its own, <laughs> see how it, how it happens. Well, okay. So you, you need Heroes and Hearthstone, right? But this is, this is what. Uh, another part of the um, announcement that were infuriating to me. They're going to pump more money in Overwatch esports. Now, if any, oh, I think almost every esports journalist, uh, the colleague of mine, their stance towards the Overwatch League is highly skeptical and um, almost always saying this is just dangerous for esports as a whole. Because Overwatch never got to grow its grassroots scene, really. Like we had a couple of tournaments in the beginning. I don't want to make this too much about Overwatch esports, but it, you know, it's just directly connected to the topic we're talking about. Yes. But um, yeah, okay. So and then they they asked uh, teams an incredibly a ridiculously high buy-in. Sell them this fairy tale. Meanwhile, player base is going down. And Blizzard is taking resources from other projects that are going well. Hearthstone has a, a grew as an esport because the community loved it, organized tournaments, and then Blizzard latched on and said, "Okay, we're going to make this good." Right? Heroes of the Storm has maybe one of the strongest communities um, that Self, there self -made is. Self-made community too. Like Self-made communities, right? Yeah. yeah. And it at first it was like obviously Blizzard spent way more money on that. Um, from the beginning than they should have because, you know, it wasn't catching on. But the core community of Heroes of the Storm is so strong. And I've yet to see it, something like that from Overwatch, right? In the downtime from Overwatch uh, League um, and from Season 1 finished, what was there for Overwatch players, right? What was organized? I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. They didn't allow folks to really organize much. Exactly. You know, like it, it, was, it wasn't like... Like a lot of folks didn't want to. It's just right. a lot of folks weren't and then, allowed and then, to. And then, and then uh, this Bobby guy at the meeting says, yo, you don't know the full potential. You haven't seen the full extent of Overwatch yet. And I'm like, dude, if Overwatch is going to be big, it should have happened already, right? You've, you threw so much money at it. I don't know. It just well, makes me angry that more of the... Overwatch League is is a balloon, right? And I like watching the games. The production is great, right? Um, but this, they they're keep on pumping in, and it's going to explode, right? I had an interview with Raynet um, in December, a very long interview, and he went into detail about, he, about knowing the difference between viewership numbers and uh, money that they're spending on, right? And Overwatch League is not pulling the right numbers. So 
well, seeing and hearing that more more resources can be put into that, just they're going to keep pumping up the well, balloon. Eventually, I think it's it's going to explode, and then they've got through all of this shit. <laughs> excuse my French a, for nothing. Well, the the interesting thing about Overwatch League is that. I mean, I know you said that they're going to pump more money into it, but I mean, I know of a ton of layoffs that happened in Overwatch League, like in the last, you know, three, four, five months, and including yesterday mm -hmm. too. I mean, people got laid off in Overwatch League as well. So right. I, I, I'm not sure what he means by that, given that, I mean, this, this season, I mean, we're, they're going to be running on a lighter staff. So I don't know mm -hmm. that, how that's going to impact, you know, the actual... Even, yeah, um, even the contenders, Overwatch contenders, which was like the up-and-comers, right? That that league wasn't going to have, like, live play, playoffs yeah, they, anymore. Yeah, right, they removed because, the land. Yeah. Yeah, and it's because they didn't allow the game to grow. All of, From the beginning, Blizzard, said, Blizzard thought of Overwatch as their eSport, right? This was going to be their big eSport, but they were too enthusiastic, didn't give it room to breathe, and now it's, it's it has suffocated, and they just keep Put piling money on it. So I, I, I don't think we're there. I don't. So I, I kind of disagree with you there, Tom, because like I, I don't think I've seen that happen yet with Overwatch. Like if Overwatch League this week, you know, they get under hundred thousand for viewership or whatever, then I, you know, I, I'll, I'll be in the same boat as you. But until that happens, if this week they, they still get hundreds of thousands of people watching Overwatch League. Then it's gonna be the opening it, week, right? They're, they're got, they're bound to have that well, many viewers. Whatever. Like I, I mean. If they don't, then it's super telling, sure. right? Okay. But if they do, let's just say they, they do match what they did last year, then Overwatch League does still have that kind of momentum as being one of the top esports, regardless of the player base or not. You know, maybe who knows? Maybe Overwatch is the the one game that you know is able to transcend player base. You know, and people just watch it. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be on ABC. It's going to be like on. I mean, they, they're they're promoting the heck out of it and selling selling it like like right. they've never done before, right? So well. You know, I, we'll see. It's I a risk so, for sure. It's a risk, but I'm I'm uh, I'm definitely not in the. I I definitely hope it. Obviously, I hope everything will turn around and everything's going to be fine and everything's going to land on, on on its feet. But if you look at successful esports in the history, it's always that player base yeah. has matched viewership. Absolutely. And um, at the beginning of Overwatch League, it did very well over 100k viewers and people were very enthusiastic towards the end of the season it got i think on the on the main channel at least i don't know if it's broadcasted on many other channels it it was floating around 50k 60k right yeah. which is still a lot of viewers for a tournament but not the amount of viewers you should get when you ask teams uh 10 million buy-ins that's yeah, well the the chinese apparently the chinese viewerships were crazy that's that's why there's so many chinese teams this year mm -hmm. <laughs> because the chinese viewership was insane um, well, so yeah, China, least, China eats everything that yeah, that has. The a, it was at vote. least fifty percent of yeah. the views, like is what I uh, what's rumored to be, you know, uh, the actual views. So, um, yeah, I agree though. It's a big risk. They're obviously putting more money into that and, and really taking away from literally all all the other titles. Um, mm -hmm. But they're also starting the Call of Duty, you know, like Overwatch League, basically the you know yeah. that, the equivalent to that in Call of Duty. So. It's both of those things. I think that they're just going all in on, and um, yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunate for for definitely you know heroes and and obviously StarCraft too. I don't even know the specifics. Like, what does that mean? Is WCS not happening now? Like, I I didn't heard anything it is about. That. I think I think like, um, Star Ladder is hosting two events of the um, 
of the WCS. I don't know exactly, but you, you you mentioned Call of Duty, and that's another example of it of an esports that has had the time and resources to develop its grassroots scene. Right, Call of Duty has gone unnoticed for a long time, but there was a very strong core that were that were playing Call of Duty in esports events. Right, and then Activision uh, said, "Hey, okay, we're gonna." Um, make this a thing, right? We're broadcasting it on MLG, and it grew, and it grew, and it grew, and it's been doing well, and that's one of the games that still has a potential to grow. Whereas Overwatch, it was from, from it was announced uh, at BlizzCon, um, then it released, and then a few months later, they said, okay, hey, we're gonna do um, the Overwatch League. And we're like, what? <laughs> you, the game's just been released. What are you doing? Well, it, you know, for them, they they built that game to be an esport. <laughs> this is how they, exactly, they said right. That, right? So, yeah, um, you know, it's it, it, it's definitely a, an interesting strategy. But like you said, historically speaking, there's always been a large player base to support the esport e e scene. And, and I mean, mm -hmm. we're not talking about Overwatch being. I mean, Overwatch was game of the year, like you know, the the year that that it came out. So there were it's, definitely it's plenty. It's a fantastic of, game. Yeah, I love the game. There people. There were plenty of people playing. I think the real question for Overwatch is whether or not whether when does it go free to play because that it needs to go free to play for for i think to, it, it to actually have a chance so I, i'm not sure if that's gonna lift up the I situation it, it will give it a boost uh, right dude, but if it's how, how could it not improve it? i mean charging people 50 bucks right now is not going to to get you oh, it's it, it, sales so many well, times 30 30 bucks all right like 20 30 mm. still not yeah, going to get you new players like get around Christmas. right but it's it's not just the like a the payment model is not just the make a, a good esport. I mean, Apex Apex Legends gets twenty five million the first week. Okay, so that's yeah. what they have to go against. You know, <laughs> like it's also timing, and and that was at launch. You know, if Overwatch had been free to play at launch, yeah, who knows? Effect, I I think then if you go free to play down the road, um, true, it doesn't have the same effect, but still, you you have to still you have to at least be in the same vicinity. Like you know when when you're still charging it's like i don't know it just feels like sure you're going to be getting the, the that revenue for you know these quarterly earnings reports and things like that but in the well, grand scheme of things like you're you're losing like you're, before you're, before a few months ago counter-strike was still a paid game right and it its viewership numbers uh compared directly with dota right. sure. and uh, league of legends both free-to-play games dota which is completely free-to-play so I don't know. OPS, the, every game has its own context, right? It, through which you have to analyze it. But um, I don't know. Hearthstone esports, however. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Hearthstone. That's, that's that's what we're gonna need to see too, because you know the one thing about Hearthstone esports, and you know, this is you know unfortunate, is that we just haven't seen any viewership for any of the Hearthstone esports stuff, and it's like. I don't know where the support comes from. If there's no viewers, then how are they making any kind of money or or traction or marketing or any any element of people aren't even watching it? And uh, what I, do you, like the playoffs got huge viewership, right? They did very well, right? The playoffs did okay, but like all the other events leading up, like all these other tour events, I mean, they got ten. Oh nine, no, yeah, nine, no, nine, no, nine, no, nine. no. So yeah, yeah I think so. the last time I was on, we spoke about this, right? Because I wrote the article about like um, how yeah. how the the tour 
HGT system was struggling, it was just too much for viewers, right? Every week you had a different champion, a different tournament. People like, come on, man, just give me give me one big tournament, like a major. I'll root for my players and we can win. But this was just, oh, hey, yeah. he is the DreamHack Atlanta champion. And then it's like, oh, he's the DreamHack winner champion. or And it kept going on and on and on. That was just too much. Yeah, but, but, this, uh, but this season we're talking about less events. So even if uh -huh. even if we do get the that fifty to a hundred thousand like for playoffs or or world champs, I mean mm -hmm. it only happens a few times a year, right? And and you're talking right. about, and and those type of viewership isn't anything close to what some of the other esports are getting, you know, in terms of of like the millions and millions of views, right, that they get. Uh, so I yeah, don't know. So for me, I, I still think it's a concern. It, it's it's. A worrisome thing, you know. To, to, but that's to, why they're changing the format, right? Yeah. It's an online competition split across three regions. I hope, I for God's sake, hope they're at least going to have casters in the same studio and it's not going to be online casting because that would be horribly uh, unprofessional for an established esport like Hearthstone. But, um, I, you know, have the players offline, have like the league, uh, league system uh, that gets people to root for the players. And it should do it should do okay, right? It's it's cutting down in costs a lot, yeah. and and when eventually it culminates into these big um, LAN events, they're playing three uh, times a year. I I really hope that's like one big Hearthstone celebration. I spoke a bit about this with uh, um, Mark Fuji, who is the uh, Hearthstone Esports PR uh, guy, and um, yeah, but yeah. we'll see, right? We'll see what, what which direction they're taking it. Yeah, Garrett, what what do you think about all this Hearthstone esports, especially, I don't know, comparing to even like Heroes, you know, back before Heroes got... I got super burnout in 2018 yeah. on Hearthstone esports. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it was just... <laughs> too many. Too, it's, it's a card game, and, 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 and I... It, if you want to, if you want someone to just ramble at you for two hours, find me in a bar, buy me a beer, and I will tell you all about how it... I, <laughs> Cannot believe that we are half a decade into this game's existence and the esports that are like the official yeah. esport for Hearthstone that is uh, backed by Blizzard is still only one freaking format. Yeah. How how have they not? And it, and it tie and it's difficult because it also ties in with the game itself. Your hands are so tied by what the the game allows you to do because like when Harson was announced I'm like this is awesome I play magic there's going to be draft there's going to be sealed there's going to be there's going to be you know standard there's going to be uh, modern there's going to be so on and so forth and so we have standard and wild we, we have like a, a pittance of wild events every year uh, right. everything else is standard Maybe it's last year standing. Maybe it's conquest. I like the multi deck format. Um, that's not necessarily what I'm complaining about. What I'm complaining about is like, how do we not have a limited competition at all? And I and that's where I where it ties into the game itself. It's like, well, it, we can't even put together our own arena tournaments because there's no way to make an arena deck and challenge your friend with your arena deck. Um, I mean, the, the limitate. I mean, the only limitations we really have are just the the number of, you know, like you can only have two of, of each card, right? But that yeah. that doesn't mean that we couldn't do things external to the game to create different formats. Like an example would be just the Red Bull Seal tournament, right? Like the Red Bull Seal tournaments created the whole seal. You you know built the tool, right? The Tempo Storm team built that that tool, and it mm -hmm. just created the deck building element of it. And I think that we could still do those things even without having the game like allowing for those things. It's just it's up to them to think that it's a good idea, <laughs> and it's it's actually something that people want to see. 
And I'm right, right there with you. Players, are, I don't think play much like the play. You know, there needs to be enough players for there to be enough viewers. I think there needs to be enough players invested in the format to even want to watch it. Because if I'm watching at home yeah. and I, sure. I can't play a freaking sealed version of Hearthstone because. I don't yeah. want to go through the hoops of using a Tempo Storm tool, pulling together a bunch of my friends because there's no in-game tournament uh, support whatsoever, yeah. uh, and going through all that. I'm not going to be as interested in Now, I am interested in it because, mm-hmm. me personally, and as you can tell, I want to see limited Hearthstone in a competitive format. But I don't think the you know the majority of people out there who are into competitive Hearthstone and also playing Hearthstone, I don't think there'd, there'd be as many views. No, no, definitely. So um, we had the Teflon Brawl a while ago, um, which only allowed you to use a co- to use a couple of sets, right? I think that was a. a I don't know. It's, it's definitely not them testing the waters for a mode like that. I think because Hearthstone is all about keeping it simple for their players, right? It's just you've got standard. You can play the latest sets. You've got wild. You can play all of them, right? And um, but I, you know, I definitely agree that we should at least get the tools to make stuff like this. I... Um, but I don't. I don't know. It, it it's also a bit like for in, in for a company, right? Esports is just advertisement for their game, and if the community by now has not taken a liking to those limited tournaments. Because there have been limited tournaments, as as we said, right? But um, it then it's not worth for them investing I, in it because they're not going to get the return. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I'm not a huge fan of these limited tournaments, and, and I'll tell you why. It's just because, like, um, the the play. I, I think the part that's just nobody cares cares as much about anymore, and and the part that's not very interesting because it's been the same for you know four or five years now. Uh, or four years now? Is it four years? Jeez, I always lose track. Four, uh, almost five years, right? Um, it's just the playing element of it. Like the the broadcasts focus so much on just the you know once they have their decks and they just play and you're like showing the gameplay and the gameplay. There's nothing that special about gameplay anymore. You know, it's like the casters try to make it sound as awesome as possible. They try to you know like really set up these storylines and they do a great job of it, but it's just not very interesting. And, and I think that where we actually have potential is just everything that happens before the gameplay, like how mm-hmm. these decks are built. Like there, you could do draft, you could do these like, like fantasy draft, like things where people are picking classes and picking car. I mean, you could do, you can do, it's like endless as to like how many things they can do, you know, Garrett, they can't do that at home, but still everybody knows the card. Everybody that plays Hearthstone, they didn't know the cards. They've probably played arena to some extent too. And they've, they've probably interacted with most of the cards. So I think they would be able to understand it, and if they can't play it, it still would be kind of interesting to watch their. Given how the community reacts to streamers, it'd still be pretty cool to watch your favorite, you know, players and you know, basically put in this situation, really test their their abilities, right? Given a, a very unique format. So yeah, I I definitely agree that the the lack of unique for, or the lack of variety in formats is a huge issue. But limited, uh, um, limited type of expansions and things like that—that's not the way to go. Like done it a million times, nobody cared that much about it because it's not that mm-hmm. interesting. It's just like a different set of cards, and you don't even see like, you know, it's like you use for these four expansions, and then they have their decks, and then they just start playing, and then and all that's shown is them playing. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. And again, it's not necessarily what I'm asking. Yeah. What I'm asking for. I mean, like, yeah. 
unlock arena. Give us some arena tools to actually formulate a proper yeah. arena tournament. Sure. You know, yeah, yeah. Have more than two types of the same card um, uh, because I think the variance there will make watching it more interesting. Like you said, I think that you know a lot of a lot of interesting uh, moments in a tournament like that will come from honestly the RNG aspect of drafting a card game. Right. Right. And how do you adapt to it? And you, you know, Tom was like, or you guys both made the joke of auto chess, but you know, I have to say the auto chess like RNG element to it is, is an interesting part to the game. And, and it's like, it, it's surprisingly accepted, you know, like sometimes okay, you get yeah. auto chess is yeah. like, I'm so glad it it's, exists now because every time RNG complaints come up in Hearthstone, it's right. like, Oh, it makes for bad games. I was going to be like, look at auto chess. People can't yeah. get enough of it. Clearly and be utilized uh, to make good games. And it has been. I mean, Hearthstone, we don't have as maybe as egregious examples of it in more recent sets, but it's still very much alive and well in this game, and it's part of what makes it fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, Okay, well, anyways, we kind of went down the eSport hole, like rabbit hole, pretty deep there. So kind of kind of pulling us out of that and kind of, yeah. again, you know, talking about just some of the losses. So wh what do you guys think, like what kind of effects do you think the layoffs to publishing... And mm -hmm. to community and to uh, well, let's not talk about these parts, but th those particular things and, and PR are going to have like what kind of effects directly to you know us as community members and content makers, as well as just the game itself. Well, right now I have no idea who I talk to for <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, no clue at all. That's crazy. I, I, uh, uh, the the point of contact at Hearthstone is still there, so but. Like on a day-to-day -day aspect of being a content creator, yeah. Uh, one of the two, one of the two Blizzard games I do shows about. I have no idea who to talk to about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, it's difficult to predict what's going to happen, right? But if you take out like community managers and stuff, um, that means it it could mean that the developers are going to be speaking more, um, which could be a good thing. Right, speaking we always more in in what context? Like, like, they're not going to be speaking like, to us, like no, 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 arranging no, no. meetings well, and stuff. No, 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 no. But I mean, like you had you had these community managers who would you know uh, talk on forums and um, or at least you know publish articles and talk with people or like like be the voice towards the community from the developers. Right, that's that's the role like like some of these community managers had. And well, people always like hearing from the developers directly. So I don't know, maybe we see an increase in that, even though Hearthstone already had very vocal or like like not vocal, uh, sounds like they're they're screaming or whatever, <laughs> but you know, they're they always very um close to the community, right? Yeah. So I honestly I I've no idea. I've never quite experienced this from a, a company like uh, before that I was so involved with, but um we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I my I'm not too sure. Yeah, I, I, my answer is I'm not too sure as well. I mean, I, um, you know, thankfully Chris is still around. You know, you have Hearthstone, right? So like, all of us can still um, interact with Chris. But, um, you know, I don't know what, I, I'm not sure what the responsibilities of Global pub Publishing actually was. You know, I, I'm sure they had a lot of responsibilities. I'm just not sure exactly what they are. So um, definitely what I do know is that a smaller team will have to do all those things or at least some of those responsibilities will have to be just removed, you know, uh, but if not, we have a smaller team that's had to do all those things. So the yeah. existing staff is probably going to be overworked. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. This, this came up, I'm actually curious to hear either of your thoughts on this. This, mm -hmm. this is a point that was brought up 
just what seems like a second ago for me on my, my hero show, my, my friend Kyle said, you know, maybe, maybe when you're, if they're, you're, they're looking at the field and they're looking at places that, you know, things like the subreddit and AMAs and Twitter and whatnot. And maybe the reason we're seeing community get hit so hard is that they're just thinking, well, the community is kind of self-regulating, you know, and like you brought up, maybe just more devs are going to be more involved with one-on-one conversation, which they already are to some extent, but we would, I, I would assume most of, you know, like Ixar's replies on subreddits and whatnot get approved by somebody before he hits post. I don't know, actually. Yeah, that's I'm not sure either. Like on the, if on if the that's the case, then I'm sure Mike Donay's last Reddit comment would not have been posted, if you remember that one. Oh, Christ, yeah. Wait, which one was this? It know. was a good version of this article, talks about blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like a while ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite a I, yeah, I, I miss Mike because I like Mike a lot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. yeah, so, uh, you know, community is, you know, these are the people that work with us and make, I think, opportunities available for us. I, but I think that's the, the one part that might might suffer. You know, it's like mm-hmm. setting up these interviews. Like, we're, are we really <clears throat> going to be setting up interviews directly with developers? I mean, like, I find that hard to believe I mean, yeah. at least we'd set the work through pr for something like that yeah but, but um in terms of maybe, as, you said, as you said first right yeah. it's, it's difficult to know what you, yeah. what you're gonna miss if you don't know what they did at first yeah, right yeah so it sounds like what you're getting at and and i don't want to put words in your mouth but this is a concern for me is is like i'm uh, my concern is they become more withdrawn right Absolutely. and uh i mean dude uh chris you and i got started in like Wings of Liberty era Starcraft. <laughs> yep. And the outreach from that team was almost non-existent. It felt like an ivory tower situation where uh, oh. someone would just come out onto the balcony, shout a decree, and then disappear for three months. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> Starcraft. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Okay. It could be something that's happening, but on the other hand, like I think more competitors of um, Activision and Blizzard are noticing that... Um, keeping uh, a good um, relationship with your community directly is is great uh, is of great benefit to how people perceive your game right mm-hmm. or at least uh, like the company so for example with um with apex legends that's just been released uh, the developers have been fairly active you know uh, on on the subreddit commenting like hey um can you tell me how this happened or what they just those interactions are are um, that show the community that you still care about them, right? And I think that's something Blizzard has always done in some way, right? Showing that the community cares about them. It's not always been through stellar communication, but, uh, you know, that recently they, 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 they communicate much better than they did before. So I would be surprised if they stopped doing that. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I, we've had different experiences, me, Garrett, you and I, for sure. But for, mm. for me, um, uh, community has always been a very underappreciated thing. You know, like community managers and what they do and just that whole element of, of uh, uh, that department, I think just generally, it's just been really underappreciated. And, and I, you know, I've had the pleasure of getting a chance to interact with probably the best community managers I've ever worked with. 
like just w- with with Blizzard, you know, whether it was, um, you know, I know you've had an ivory tower experience. I didn't have that experience in StarCraft, you know, like I, I you know, working with just some of Kevin, it was Kevin, I think at the time, Kevin Johnson and, and, and then Brandon and then Kiki eventually, and then Kiki went over to Overwatch and, you know, I got a chance to work a lot with Kiki there and, and then, you know, Christina here and, and, um, you know, Kenny and, and everybody, um, you know, like they, they play an important role in like, um, keeping the, the streamers slash, you know, all the influencers really connected, you know, with the, the, um, the community and, and the game. Right. And, um, you know, there's, there's little nuances to that, but I think that, that a lot of teams don't understand like how much time that takes, you know, like to actually do it well, like you can do it poorly mm-hmm. and, and, and just not, not be connected with these people. But the community managers that, that I know that are the best and, uh, they, they really spend time with all of us. Like they, they go and hang out with all of us at all these events, you know, spent time Chris, for instance, right now, right. With the Hearthstone, he went, you know, he goes and has a drink with all of us at, at events and, and, and plans these kind of gatherings for people and, and does all those things. And that takes a lot of time and effort. And, and yeah. uh, I, I, I think that's taken for granted, you know, and what that means, you know, that, that keeps people still connected with your game, even though they're, they might not be happy with it. And they might be happy with what the devs are doing, but they still continue on because it still feels like kind of a family, right? Like this, this whole thing. So, yeah, that, that, that's kind of like what I brought up so much earlier is that, you know, when you, when you, when you make content like this, a lot of, you know, one of the most common uh, insults that is levied against you is that, oh, you're just a shill. You're in Blizzard's back pocket. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, it certainly hasn't been my experience. I've never felt uh, pushed by anyone I've ever talked to at Blizzard to have a certain opinion mm-hmm. or right. talk exactly. about them in a certain right. light. Um, so much to the fact that it's like I don't mind getting on a show like this and calling Bobby Co- Bobby Kotick an asshole. Like, right. <laughs> like I, 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 I think it's I, it's gonna be all right. <laughs> I'm probably still gonna be able to land a Hearthstone developer here and there for for guest spots over on my Hearthstone podcast. Right, uh, and that and that's the thing is like there's there have been times where I've had extremely strong opinions uh, about one Blizzard game or another, and it, it, it doesn't matter. The Blizzard still reaches out. They they yeah. they still. I mean, their their approach is kind of like kill it with kindness, right? It's like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah you, you, you should. <laughs> like, what were yeah. you not going to? I mean, it, it's no, but I mean, like, they could kill it with silence. And yeah, that's, that's, that, that makes it sound like they also kind of roll over, right? Which I don't yeah, think that's right. true. I think sometimes right. they want to come on and they want to defend their product. Like, I no, I, no, no, definitely. But they're never like um, assertive in any way. They just say, okay, you know, that's your view, and you know, we share ours. You know, it's yeah. It's a very healthy approach. And, you know, as you said, like interacting with Blizzard people has never been anything but a pleasure, right? Because these people are obviously they're, they are extremely well trained, but um, they, yeah. it's just, yeah, you feel, you feel welcome. It's like every time you meet one of these people, it's like you're talking to somebody you've known for years, right? It's yeah. just so nice and welcoming and warm. And even if you say like, hey, dude, listen, I really don't like that. They'll say like, okay, sure, you know, um, but this is why this happened or something. Like this yeah. is why we nerfed that card or you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I remember having this uh, lunch with the community team early on in Hearthstone with uh, like Christina, who's you know was one of the people laid off, and and Andrew, mm-hmm. and even Puffin, who was at the time on the community team, who wasn't quite yet a uh, designer yet. 
And mm-hmm. um, I remember I was just like, just listed out all the things I thought was, you know, not right. And <laughs> they're sitting there listening to it. And I mean, but, you know, in, in the end, they, you know, they, they still, you know, they, they still value you, you know, as, as a member of the community, yeah. you know, in making it so it's um yeah i've been uh i've i've had a couple of um meals with uh hearthstone players and developers or esports people present as well and uh, some of these players really do not care a lot whether uh <laughs> who, who they're speaking to cuz they're just you know they're frustrated with something is uh, how something is done which they do for their living right which makes sense but uh, they would just rant for like, yeah, no, how can you make this this a card and blah, 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 blah. And how is it even possible that I get to play this, but that class gets to play this? And we were just laughing, right? And the developers were like, yep, well. Um. We'll take your feedback into consideration. Exactly. And, well, yeah. It's on our radar. <laughs> it's on our radar. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, I, re- I remember going into uh, in- into an interview with um, with some some heroes devs out at a heroes summit, and we we were in the group that was after like the whole group of pro players, mm. and you could hear the pro players like getting louder and louder towards the end of their talk. <laughs> and we walked in and the, the four developers, they looked like visibly sweaty. <laughs> like, oh, man. Just tired. Wait, who was it? Oh, well, you probably can't say who it was, but I, I can just... Uh, I, 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 uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's not a huge deal, but I don't want to, I don't yeah, want to yeah, specify. Yeah, yeah. Right? And they were, I can imagine who it was. They were like, okay, who's that? Hey, <laughs> hey, dudes, ladies, <laughs> welcome. How are you? <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so like it's um it's it's like, a thankless job this would be or, or it can be a thankless job for sure but, it can be yeah, yeah no definitely yeah. yeah but um but yeah so some again really great people that you know i i you know, definitely attribute a lot of you know the opportunities i've had especially in in hearthstone and overwatch to to a lot of the, you know, some of these people that that got laid off yesterday you know and uh, for me, particularly, you know, like for me, Christina and Kenny and Jesse and uh, Tina, like they they've done very great things for me over the years, and you know, very very thankful and appreciative of just everything they've they've you know helped me with in terms of you know again like whether it's like interviews or helping with you know just just making uh, you know getting Ben on Shimmer Showdown or or just like you know any kind of uh, you know support or help that they've given over the, over the years. I mean, it's it has a lot to do with, you know, just uh, us being able to do Value Town and, and things like that. So, um, you know, I just wanted to make sure, you know, we, I get a, you know, uh, just a big thank you to them, you know, on, on this show because, um, you know, they're probably not going to be a blizzard ever again. You know, I, I, I doubt (laughs) maybe, maybe maybe down the road in years, but not, not anytime in the near future. And, um, Mm. I hope all these people, uh, you know, end up landing somewhere. You know, what's surprising to me, you know, just with all, all the sadness that happened yesterday, it was amazing how many people are hiring though. Like Riot has like yeah. 200, 300 jobs or something op- openings right now. And I saw people from Epic saying they're hiring and people from like all kinds of people are hiring. Um, well, that's the thing yeah, we, you, you, we, uh, we spoke a bit about earlier, right? If you've worked at Blizzard, like you, you're, you're probably going to <laughs> yeah. get a job somewhere else yeah. pretty right. quickly. Because um, they they're known for their high barrier of entrance, but also you know that yeah you just have to be the top percentile to to get in. So yeah, yeah, and that's what makes it rough when they when they get laid off because it's like 
yeah but these people are so good at what they do <laughs> yeah yeah so I'm not too worried about them. You know, they are. They're they're definitely passionate and great, good at what they do. So I I'm not too yeah. worried about these folks. But you never know, right? Like some sometimes it's situations where you have to move and and it might not work out. You know, whatnot. But it's definitely a very stressful period for these guys. And hopefully they'll yeah. they'll be able to land somewhere really great because they definitely deserve it. Um. All right. Any any more comments, guys? Before we. For me, move on to some, a couple questions, and then we can kind of wrap things up. Yeah, uh, just go to it, man. Just, right. I'm just yeah, I'm just sad. Yeah, definitely sad. Um, all right, so we got a question from Doom One Four Four Nine One, and if you guys have questions in the Twitch chat, go ahead and ask them, and we'll we'll definitely get to them. What do you think about having a progressive rotation per year? Like Angora rotates in February, Frozen Throne in March, uh, Kobolds and Catacombs in, in April. Um, well, I think month to month would be tough, <laughs> but every three months, I don't know. That could be kind of interesting. I, it, it the the meta seems to be figured out, or at least like a lot of the meta seems to be figured out in the first like six weeks of an expansion. So, um, but a reset's a little different, right? Removing expansions is just quite different. So I don't know. I think it'd be a little bit too short a time for me, at least. Yeah, I think what um, it's it's some like I spoke um, to Wicked Good uh, Steve Lubitz on uh, on Twitter um, uh, about it um, a few days ago, and it's something that I, what I think rotation was going to be at first, right? When a new expansion yeah, comes, right. the oldest one is going to rotate out, and it's going to gradually shift. And um, I think the way they do it now is whenever um, a year ends and a new year begins. It's completely new, right? And if you have a gradual shift like that, I think you'll never have that feeling of like a totally fresh meta ever again because it shifts, but so does the meta a bit, right? It shifts a bit and a bit and a bit. And if that keeps going on, um, people are going to get tired, I guess, um, because by the time some of the old cards rotate out, other cards have been in for way too long. And... Um, yeah, but, but using this hard reset, you have this like big uh, drop, and it's immediately fresh, like like a, a cold uh, bucket, a bucket of cold water in your face. Right? It's like, oh man, whoa, shit! And if it gradually shifts, it's like it's dripping on your face, right? It's like, oh yeah, this is a, this is quite fresh, but eventually you get used to how fresh that feeling is, right? I don't know if that's a good analogy or not, but it just. <laughs> No, I follow you. I, uh, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, I, I really like the drastic change once a year. Um, right, right now, I don't know. Well, because the 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 balance changes are more or less shaking it up enough. Uh, I I have my own kind of qualms with even a nod, and I'm a little concerned about that hanging around for a whole another year. Mm -hmm. But um, overall, uh, I really like the beginning of the standard year with when we're playing with the fewest amount of cards. Uh, and usually right about now is my least favorite time of, uh, of Hearthstone is when things are more or less figured out and I'm seeing kind of the same stuff I've been seeing for a while. Yeah, but, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't convince this. I, I mean, if they wanted to just try this for a year, I would be all for it because I do like... I'm, 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 the thing I always, I always say is like, just, just try something new, Team 5. Just, just throw, just, throw it at the wall. <laughs> see the next. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for you yeah. taking risks. I, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that actually from the standpoint of uh, vibrancy of the game, I, I think that would be better. 
just having the the constant change every every so often because it, it might be tough from the standpoint of balance and designing you know like, like knowing that this is going to drop off and, and having to try to plan that when they're like a year ahead of us kind of thing but um but overall I, I think that just having constant change is good you know and you can either have just a giant one in the beginning and 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 kind of have it hopefully be able to carry out the rest of the year with with just the expansions coming out and, and adding a little bit to it each time but I, I think what we've seen so far is that it hasn't really worked well you know like it always it's like diminishing as we go because each expansion you know ends up at, you know be having less impact because there's just so many cards by the time the, the last ones come out so I think that if you are removing content while you're adding content you're always going to be causing a, a much bigger you know a bigger change you know clearly than just adding cards to it and um you know you know i i think that would cause the meta to be just constantly changing and you know we wouldn't see things like you know whatever death rattle hunter or it was you know any of the druids for a while you know any of those just last for six months at a time that just wouldn't happen you know, because there, there's clearly going to be some expansion that was very favorable to one of those. Like, if Frozen Throne just disappeared and we had the rest of the expansions still, it would be a completely different game, right? Like, it just takes that one one really strong expansion to disappear for a bunch of stuff to happen after that. Uh-oh, my, my, my chat's going nuts. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of message deleted. Deleted. Yeah. Message deleted. Oh, oh, man. I don't know, don't know why. This good old good old what? Twitch auto modding. Sorry, sorry about that, guys. If that or stream elements doing something. I know. I know. At least Eric Yeoman G was complimenting Garrett about his hair. Yeah. Which, yeah. 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 Well, he says which, how, something about like continue being awesome or something like that. Oh yeah, continue being awesome. Yeah, yeah that's right. I think Boxman was asking party. what what product you use in your hair. Let me, let me yeah. turn down this. Uh, this. Uh, do you do you want me to seriously answer? Sure, that? answer it. <laughs> <laughs> what <are> we, <laughs> uh, I I use uh, Axe Messy Look Paste. Nice, ah. it's a hair paste. Is it the Jeez. same company that makes the deodorant? Yes, it's the same Is, company that uh, that seriously? sells twelve-year-old uh, boys horrible smelling deodorant. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, I think uh, I think uh, one of Cardigan's questions was. Um, uh, if if uh, Gen and Baku would be better balanced if they all if they also required a singleton deck like uh, Kazakas, so okay, I think it's maybe link protection or I don't know, something that was causing Eric Yilma. So he asked, "What do you think of Bazaar?" Um, yeah, I, I think Bazaar. What I know of it, you know, and I I contributed some to the Kickstarters. I've been getting all the little updates and everything on it. I think that Bazaar has the potential. I think Bazaar's, you know, it's definitely very different in the way it's designed. And I think it's got a simplicity element to it too with with a, a, seal, a, a skill ceiling as well, a decent skill ceiling as well. And, um, you know, I really want to get a chance to, to play it a bunch. I think I, I didn't get a chance to play the card version of it that Renat was basically having everybody play <laughs> but before he actually had it developed. But uh, I just, you know, definitely heard about it and heard... You know, just really seeing the examples of, of, of the type of gameplay it would be, you know, where you're buying the, you know, you're buying these these characters or whatnot. So um, I think it's cool. I think it's different. It feels like a, you know, it's not auto chess, but, you know, auto chess is like this different type of, you know, no, I'm just saying like auto chess is like this very different type of card game that's not a card game, right? And I right. feel like Bizarre yeah. would bring that, that kind of element in another direction, you know, and, and right. kind of let people see a different 
version of that. Why are you laughing about auto chess? Like, what's what's wrong with that? It's <laughs> like it seems like whenever we talk about like some kind of strategy, uh, it's like yeah, but auto chess is also a strategy game. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah auto chess, yeah. yeah that's, uh, that shows my addiction to auto chess as well. So. If, if you had thrown to me, my joke would have been, uh, I think it's not auto chess because I, I haven't been following Bazaar at all. Oh really? Okay. Oh yeah. I think I think the bazaar. Um, what is is um, a, it? It's a good sign from where um, Raynet is taking Tempostorm because he wants to make it a big media company, right? So he's exploring different facets of the media uh, world. As for the bazaar itself, I think it's an ambitious first project of them. I obviously haven't played the game yet, so I don't know if it's going to be. Um, as much of a success as maybe he dreams it, he dreams um, it will be. But um, yeah. I think it's just one. It's it's the first game in a series of games that they're gonna make because that's the ambition Raynet has, and so far he's uh, lived up to his dreams. So um, yeah, but I th- what's I th- really cool about it is it's free to pl- it's like legit free to play. You know, right, like yeah. you're just gonna be buying skins and stuff like that. So I think that's already like one element to it that's very very different. Nice. Um, but yeah, the, I don't know. Like, Kara, you obviously don't know much about it, but it's like the concept of like you buy these characters, or, or like you know you choose these like these individual characters, like not just classes. They're they're actually different types of of mm-hmm. I, I forget what he's calling them, like heroes or whatever, and they all have different you know sets of, of abilities that they can do, and so uh, you, you know you have that kind of diversity in that in that fashion. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see it. I definitely want to, uh, you know, can't wait till it actually comes out. And yeah, it's, a, it's a deck building game, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's a uh, deck building game. Yeah. And auto chess is too. Doesn't have cards. I know, but it's a deck building game essentially though. It, it's for me. So, yeah, it's, yeah. It's just, a, it's, a it remind, it's, it's to me, I saw it as a crossover between a Dota Advance Wars and, and like a Battle Royale because it you have to be the last one standing. It's like... Uh, it, it's what Artifact should have been. Okay, let's just be honest. Um, <laughs> Slim J- it's just, uh, it's, it's just the, the universe where Artifact was successful. It's- oh, damn. Oh, gosh. That's, that's so true. It's so true. All right, Artifact, <laughs> Artifact did below 300 players last night. 300? Why are people even keeping track at this point? I mean, it's just because like... at this point, it's just how low can it go? I mean, what, is, there, is there 300 developers for that game, basically? Oh, man. <laughs> or, or the 300 influencers <laughs> that got paid to play that game? All you know? the players being the people who work on it. No, <laughs> yeah. listen, I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately sad that it didn't take off, but it's to- entirely false fault it didn't take off, right? Because they... Yeah. They they delivered a shit project, but anyway. Yeah. Well, I feel sad for it because I knew some people that were on that team. You know, like some friends that are on that team. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. You know. Some Jim asked, "Do you guys think the sets of 2019 will include some new interesting big minions similar to the old gods?" Ooh. Ooh. Uh, old I gods? So. Oh, you, oh, you mean like big, big ones, like like like, like big boys, game finishing yeah. type of things, uh, or girls. Or girls, yeah, girls. Uh. <laughs> like really, I, I I still miss Cthulhu, and I'm going to miss Lich King really bad when uh, he heads over to to Wild. Um, I, I hope I really do. I miss that Yasharaj Barnes deck, man. Like that's the one. 
Oh just no! Kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> I hope you have good locks on your door. I think oh. No, no, no. No, what, what I think, like, um, it's it's cool, right? When expansions have these big and impactful cards. Um, I think with the old gods were the right type of cards. Um, the uh, Death Knights were maybe a bit too strong in that regard uh, because they're also all these late game cards, right? They're very cool, and I'm definitely gonna miss uh, Gul'dan and Jaina, but um. It's yeah. I hope they do some uh, late game cards, but the, the 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 difficulty with designing them is um, they cannot be too um, influence uh, to have too much of an influence on the game. I guess because then you make it too draw RNG, and yeah. if they don't have a big impact, you're going to play something else, right? So yeah. it's it's difficult. I think that they will make those cards, but I don't think they'll be as powerful as the the old gods ones were. I mean, I think the power level will probably be in the realm of like Lich King. You know, like I mean, Lich King will be at the top end of it. I, I would think, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm basing that on the heroes they're making versus what the DKs were. You know, and you're kind right. of seeing that okay, yeah, they're, they're limited, yeah, good, limited exactly, power, yeah. limited value. I mean, mm -hmm. Dean was on the show last last week and said that they're not going to make any more of these unlimited value cards. So, uh, you know, in terms of just like the the heroes, you know, the the whole Deathstalker Rex are and things things like that. Um, so, I, I think we can imagine really powerful cards, but they'll just be, you know, you know, Battle Cry. They do it, and then that's it. You know, like it's not going to be something. That just keeps on snowballing the game. Like if the the thing lives a turn, you just lose the game. You know that that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. So yeah, I hope they do big means because I love slamming. Everybody loves slamming one of those big guys or girls and uh, <laughs> or girls. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and just seeing them just tear the board apart and yeah, that's fun. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, we've been on for a while now, so why don't we why don't we wrap up? Uh, definitely a great show, and thanks, guys, for coming on. I know it was like a bit last minute, so I really, really appreciate you guys, uh, you know, coming on and, and doing this, talking about the whole Blizzard thing, particularly with me. Um, of course, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's do some shoutouts, Tom. You want to do some shoutouts before we take off? Where can they? Where can people find you? Uh, well, people can find me on Twitter. Uh, my tags there. It's at Matthias. Um, and on Invent Global, you can find all the articles I write, um, which uh, are Hearthstone esports focused. But you know, from time to time, I explore some different titles. Dota Auto Chess, <laughs> Apex Legends, maybe. <laughs> oh yes. Oh no, definitely. I, I. Oh, you should check out my Apex Legend flowchart. I made a character flowchart. Flowchart. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Which character to choose? It's it's not a big flowchart, right? But it was fun to make. So. Wait, wait, where does it flow to? Like, I'm trying to imagine. Like, like, like if you if you, if you're in the character select screen, right, and oh, you don't know okay. which one to pick. Yeah, yeah. Just follow my flowchart within those few seconds you have, and there you go. Is it like you a pick. personality test where it's like, if you like this, then go this direction. If, well, if you're the one of, of the questions is which is your favorite superhero. So okay, you okay, know, all right. I like it. Okay, <laughs> we'll have to check that out for sure. Uh, Garrett, how about you? I'm Garrett Art on Twitter, two R's and two T's and the spelling of Garrett. All of the podcasts that I do um, can be found at amove.tv. There's The Angry Chicken about Hearthstone. There's Into the Nexus about Heroes of the Storm. You may think it's a dead game. I still love it to death and I'm still doing a show about it. Uh, and I actually just launched a new yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. It's 
still pending. You won't find it on iTunes because for some reason, Apple is taking the longest time ever to approve a podcast. Really? But it is on Spotify. It is on Google Play. You can subscribe to it directly on an RSS feed. You can go to amove.tv for the link. It is called Enter the Apex. What's it about? Uh, it's it's about... Uh, have you heard of a, of a... Have you heard of Fortnite or like a Battle Royale? There's these little games that people are kind of excited about. <laughs> There's yes, a new one. Yes. It's it's uh it's like a Titanfall sequel. Titanfall uh, oh sequel. wow! <laughs> Damn. Uh, it's like yeah. the good Titanfall. No, <laughs> yeah. No, Titanfall is obviously Enter the Apex wherever yeah. podcasts can be found very soon on iTunes. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah, definitely check that out. Lots of great shows there. And then, uh, yeah, just want to thank you, the two of you guys, everybody, for tuning in. Obviously, all the listeners, once they they get this on their feeds. Uh, but outside of that, uh, Streamer Showdown, if you guys missed it last week, we had, we did one. So ch- check that out on YouTube.com slash Streamer Showdown. And we're going to be doing a Fortnite one here in about a week or so. So next week. So if you're into Fortnite, definitely check that out. Uh, you can find Value Town on uh, YouTube.com slash V and all iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash V. Just look in all those places. You can find the, the podcast there. But that's going to be it, guys, for Value Town this week. So for Tom Matisse and Garrett Weinzerola and Jam V, we'll see you next week. 